Hello everyone, Voyager7 here, and I am back with my first ever podcast episode. So, first of all, I think an introduction is in order. If you're finding me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or YouTube, chances are you don't know who I am. Uh, If you do, welcome back, and you've probably heard a little bit about my podcast through my Discord server or my YouTube channel. But, to those of you who are new, let me go ahead and give you an introduction of what this podcast is going to be all about and what type of content I generally make. On my YouTube channel, I create gameplay commentary videos. Uh, I started out making gaming videos a while back on my channel where I was just playing games and having fun. But then I moved into making gameplay commentary where I will talk about some sort of issue or some sort of news and give my opinion on it. And in the background, I'll just have some gameplay going uh, for something to people to be able to watch during it. And uh, I have a second channel where I just still do uh, gaming videos. Also, I have a Discord server, Instagram, and a Facebook page and all of that. Uh, so I can get the Voyager 7 brand out there. I also make TikToks as well, which are basically short-form videos of what I post on YouTube. But the decision to make a podcast was one I feel is really good, because I could make longer-form videos, or rather recordings, of me talking and talking about things. You know, I can go in more detail, in more depth, and I feel like it's interesting to experiment with a new medium too. Uh, I'm really excited to be doing this. So just so you guys know what to expect about this podcast, if you're new here, this is only the first episode so far, of course, but what I plan on doing is talking about lots of different issues, news, real world events, as well as gaming things. Uh, The things that I will talk about are going to be things that are important to me or things that I find interesting. I'm going to be explaining them and also giving my opinion on them. And I'm just going to be, you know, talking about a lot of different stuff. I will take requests if you guys request in the comments on YouTube. And I'm not quite sure how uh, podcasting works on Spotify and Apple Music and, or not Apple Music, Uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all that just yet, but if there's some way you can contact me on there, you guys can request things that you guys want me to talk about in my podcast. If there's some sort of like description all that, uh, check check in the description and you can uh, find my Instagram and my YouTube and you can also contact me on there and give me ideas of things you want me to talk about or questions you have and all that good stuff. This first episode is going to be posted on YouTube, and it will also be posted on Spotify after I get approved on there. Uh, There's like a process I have to go through. I've set up an RSS feed, which is real simple syndication. There's Getting into podcasting was a lot more complicated than I thought it would be, but I learned how to do this stuff. But uh, currently, I'm just going to be waiting on getting approved by Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all of those. Anyway, I've talked at what I feel like great length for just an introduction. So without further ado, let's get into the meat. You know, we're eating a Subway sandwich of today's episode. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go over what topics I'm going to be discussing. So I'm actually going to be talking about the GameStop stock situation, you know, which I have made a video about this, but I do feel like I have a lot more I could say about it. I'm going to be talking about the Super Bowl 
The Weeknd, who performed there as well. I'm going to be talking a little bit about Ninja, so you guys can be looking forward to that. I'm going to be talking about uh, the price of games going forward. I'm going to be talking about Google Stadia. I'm going to be talking about some problems I see with Google in general. And then I'm also going to be talking about the COVID vaccine. And those are the things that I'm going to be talking about in my first episode. And uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get right into it. So first of all, if you guys don't know, GameStop shares went kind of crazy. So I remember, this was a little while ago, they just, GameStop shares just went absolutely insane. And it was all over the news and everything, and I'm sure that you guys have heard plenty about it, especially if you've seen my video. But uh, to those of you who don't know about this, I'm going to go ahead and start from the beginning. So basically, GameStop is a retail game store. Uh, if you do follow my content, you probably know what GameStop is, and you've probably been to a GameStop. I love GameStop. It's one of my favorite places to go, and uh, it's kind of sad to see that it's struggling. Um, but the the issue with GameStop is games can easily be purchased online and digitally, so they're not able to really survive in the current market, although they're trying to, and we'll see what happens. Anyway, their shares were not doing great, and they were set to do worse, so a lot of companies, including Melvin Capital and other ones like that, shorted GameStop. And if you don't know what shorting is, I'm going to go ahead and give a quick explanation. Uh, I would recommend you watch my video about this because I feel like I do a pretty good job explaining about this. But basically when you short a stock, uh, say there's a, there's a person, company A, or a company, we'll call them company A, that owns GameStop shares. Melvin Capital can short those shares by borrowing one share from company A. If they think that the price of GameStop stock is going to go down, they can sell that share right now and gain, say, $20. And then when the price drops lower, they can buy another share for a cheaper and return that share to Melvin Capital, or to company A, I mean. So basically, they'll just get to keep that extra little bit that they earned. So they get to profit off of companies doing worse. So uh, shorting is something that is not new in stocks. And a lot of people talk about it like it's this really evil thing and like it's it's a new horrible practice. That's not true. Shorting has been around for a long time and it's a big part of the stock market. Uh, but a lot of people on Reddit noticed that too many GameStop stocks had been shorted. It's called overshorting. So these hedge funds, like Melvin Capital, had shorted more GameStop stocks than actually existed. Because of that, these people on Reddit, on this subreddit called Wall Street Bets, they decided to buy a bunch of GameStop shares because it would drive the price up and cause a short squeeze, which is what we saw happen. So basically, the shorting, uh, the hedge funds, you know, that shorted the stock, they had to wind up buying more stock to cover their shorts, and that continued to drive the price of the GameStop stock further and further up. Uh, it wound up bankrupting a lot of these companies, and they lost billions of dollars. And then a lot of these Redditors made a ton of money. So it was really kind of interesting. It was sort of like a victory for retail investors. Uh, there was a lot of talk about this, a lot of different things. And there's a lot I think we can unpack here. So the first thing I think we could really talk about is um, there's sort of this stigma behind retail investors. Uh, a lot of people, uh, especially in the news and stuff like that, were talking about the people on Reddit like they were like bad people or sort of like 
uh, they were hurting and attacking the market, and they were saying, "Oh, these people don't know what they're doing, and they're messing with the stock market, and they're they're breaking stuff." The truth is, uh, these people on Reddit have just a, as much of a right to invest and play the stock market as hedge funds do. Uh, the stock market. This is what comes from being in a country such as the United States, which has, you know, that's capitalist. Everybody's allowed to participate in a free, open, and fair market. So it's unfair of these news sources to talk about these retail investors on Reddit and stuff like that in a really negative way because these people have just as much of a right to invest as anybody else. So I think it's really cool that these people decided to invest and they saw these people were really smart. They saw a way to make money off of the hedge funds making a mistake. Now, something I do want to explain, though, there's a lot of people on Reddit who were saying stuff like, hold the line, and diamond hands, don't sell the stock, and GME to the moon, and encouraging other people to continue to buy the stock. Now, here's the thing. The stock, it, it was sort of like a pyramid scheme, because the original people who bought GameStop shares when it was cheap were going to make a lot of money, but... The people that they were telling to buy more shares later on when it was $400, those people were only going to lose money because GameStop wasn't going to continue increasing forever. This was an artificial change to the value of the stock. GameStop as a company is still, their stocks are still valued at around $20. And uh, the, the price, as we can see, has been, it's been coming back down. I think the thing is, this was something that people on Reddit could do to make some money off of the hedge funds making a mistake. A lot of people did this on Reddit because they wanted to see the hedge funds lose money because a lot of people have deep hatred of hedge funds. Um, which I don't really, I don't totally understand that, but a lot of, but I mean, hey, if that's what people want to do, that's what people want to do. Um, but I feel like the, the true, the true, like, gain people had from this on Reddit was to make money. Also, the other thing, that I will say. A lot of people on Reddit wanted to do this to bring about change on some of the practices in Wall Street, and I respect that also. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, those are some interesting things to look at, but what I don't really understand at this point is why they're continuing to want to buy the stock and push it further and further up. Uh, it's sort of a losing battle that they're fighting at this point, and there's nothing more to really be gained from this. Uh, of course, people can continue to make more money, but I don't really understand why a lot of these people haven't sold yet. Uh, there's this one person on Reddit that really started the whole GameStop movement. They had 50,000 shares, and if they had sold when it was worth 400, they would have made like $30 million, I want to say, but they didn't sell. And so now they would only make like a few million, which is still a lot, of course, but it's significantly less, and the value is only going to continue to drop. So the thing is, I feel like a lot of people at this point should sell the stock, um, but at the end of the day, that's totally up to them. Uh, but I feel like a lot of these people are making the wrong decision, and I don't think it's a good idea to buy GameStop stock right now, because like I said, it's a pyramid scheme. The people who bought GameStop stock early on made a lot of money. If you buy in now, then you're going to lose money. So anyway, that's the whole situation. That's really what I wanted to talk about. Uh, basically, I really wanted to talk about what happened, and then I wanted to talk about what the Redditors were trying to do, whether I agree with it, and then also I wanted to talk about um, 
the the effects of it you know anyway th these effects are not going to really be long lasting uh, i think it's great that people demonstrated their power i think it's good for uh people to remember that you know we have power also and we can also uh participate in the stock market and participate in all these same things that big companies can we can do those too i think that's really great that um people were that people were demonstrating that because that's something i really firmly hold with and i really firmly believe in um so that was something really cool. I think that was probably the the greatest thing we got from this. People also, like I said, the people who made money off of this on Reddit, they were really smart. At the end of the day, these hedge funds will recover. The market hasn't been permanently damaged, and possibly some good regulation will come from this. One other thing I want to talk about about this is Robinhood, which is a trading app. Robinhood has been getting a lot of hate. Uh, part of the reason people were mad was because they stopped the buying of GameStop stock. Now, the reason they did this was because of the clearinghouses. Robinhood simply did not have the money to continue to process the buying of GameStop stock, especially due to how volatile it was. So it wasn't really Robinhood trying to work with the hedge funds, and Robinhood wasn't trying to hurt the investors or stop people from participating in the free, open, and fair market. Robinhood had to stop trading because they were going to lose a lot of money if they didn't. It's not a good thing that they stopped trading. I don't agree with them having stopped trading. And they are being looked into. But it really wasn't a malicious or purposeful act to negatively impact these people on Reddit. Uh, Robinhood wasn't trying to... They weren't trying to actually stop this sort of movement. Anyway, uh, and it wasn't just Robinhood that did this. Pretty much all of the trading apps and services stopped the trading of GameStop stock because of how volatile it was. But anyway, that's all I really have to say about that topic. Um, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, and I don't know if you can leave comments on some of these other things, when it, whenever this episode winds up airing on Spotify and all those other things, um, you guys can leave comments letting me know what you guys think about this. Um, because I think this this is a really interesting situation. I think, it's, again, it's important for people to remember that they have power too, and people can participate in our stock market. And uh, I just thought it was really neat. So I would be really interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. That was just my opinion on all of this. So that's going to be go ahead and wrap up the discussion of GameStop. So I'm going to go ahead and move into the Super Bowl. So if you guys don't know, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They were facing off against the Chiefs. Tom Brady did it again. Uh, Tom Brady is, whether you like him or not, he's a fantastic player. Um, I was very, very surprised when uh, they won again. He moved to a new team. He makes it to the Super Bowl, and then he gets a seventh Super Bowl win. And I'll be honest, I wasn't rooting for Brady. I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I got to hand it to the guy. That was pretty crazy. Um, I feel like the Super Bowl was pretty nice. It was, it was pretty fun to watch, and it was a nice break from the pandemic and thinking about all that um we didn't have a super bowl party and invite people but we had a gathering just at our house because uh we had a gathering just with the people that live in this house and we didn't invite anyone but we still had a good time uh we wanted to stay safe and uh, make sure everything was all right and good because you know we're just trying to trying to keep things safe and limit the spread of covid um but it was still a nice Super Bowl. 
And as you guys probably know, The Weeknd performed at the halftime show, which was pretty crazy. I am a big fan of The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd's music. And it was a great halftime show performance, in my opinion. Uh, but there were a lot of funny moments. Uh, definitely the part where he went inside of the uh, the room. Like, I don't really know what you call it. He went inside this, like, room. And then he had his, like, face really close to the camera and was, like, spinning around. I don't know really why they did that. I think it looked really goofy. And there's been a lot of internet memes that have been spawned from this. Uh, a lot of the performance, some of it was weird, but... I really liked The Weeknd, though. I thought the performance was great overall, and I liked the songs, so that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was what I did this last Sunday, and I had a, I had a good time, like I said. Uh, and I'm glad that we decided to stay safe and not gather with other people because I think that's important right now. Uh, as you guys probably seen, if you've if you've seen my my Instagram or anything like that. You probably know my my grandmother unfortunately passed away from COVID, so that's been really tough to go through and we just want to not experience any more of that, so we we just want to make sure there's no risk uh, because my grandfather lives with me, so we want to make sure everything's safe and good and so that's why we didn't gather with other people. But so that, that sort of wraps up the Super Bowl topic. Uh, I think we're going to move on to Ninja. So if you guys don't know, Ninja is a very popular YouTuber and Twitch streamer that became popular for streaming and playing the game Fortnite Battle Royale. Um, and recently, Ninja <laughs> went back to playing Fortnite, and he lost, and so he now says he's going to quit, which I think is just absolutely hilarious that he says he's going to quit. Uh, I feel like Ninja, I used to be like a big fan of him when I was younger, but to be honest, I don't like him so much uh, now that I've gotten older because the truth is he just seems like he kind of throws a temper tantrum when he doesn't win in a game or when he gets upset about something. And I don't know, a lot of famous people aren't so great. That's something I've come to learn over time. A lot of famous people, you know, they're just people also, but a lot of them are actually pretty crappy. And so I just think it's hilarious, though, that he said that he's going to quit the game. Um, moving on to the next topic, though, is $70 games. So it's possible that video games are going to become $70 in the future, which I am not happy about. Uh, I would not like to pay $70 for games. I think $60 is already a lot of money to spend on a game. And 70 is just absolutely crazy. That uh, I know that especially PlayStation was talking about this. Uh, recently, the reason I'm talking about this is Ubisoft addressed the $70 possible price, and they, they haven't really confirmed anything. They basically said that they can, they're not going to say that they're doing that, but they're also not going to say that they're not doing that. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I personally think, like, these games, I know, they cost a lot of money to make. Video games are like any other form of mass media, including movies, you know, they're expensive to create. And they have to make their money back somehow. But I think that it's not consumer friendly that a lot of these games, they cost $60 and then possibly $70 now. And then you already have to buy all these DLCs. And those cost even more money. And a lot of times there's in-game purchases. And those cost even more money. And so I just think it's really ridiculous. This is actually something that I really care about that really upsets me. I don't understand why you buy a game for $60, you should experience the entirety of that game without ever having to spend more money. 
but a lot of games you have to spend like 30, 40, 50, 60 more dollars to unlock the full game. That's a really bad practice in my opinion. If you're watching a movie and you purchase a movie on DVD, you don't want to have to spend 20 more dollars to unlock the rest of the movie. That makes no sense. Now I know the games can be updated, but that doesn't mean that they should have paid updates. Especially with how much the game already costs. The other thing, if there are going to be DLCs, they shouldn't lock out certain parts of the game. You should be able to unlock the main parts of the game by just buying the base game. Another thing that upsets me is a lot of games launching unfinished. So I know that games are possible to be updated, but it doesn't mean you should launch an unfinished game. Now this is something every person who plays games could rant on and on about. Uh, for example, Cyberpunk. That came out recently. A lot of people are really upset about that because it came out and it was unfinished and they're not going to finish it for a while. So that's just another really big pet peeve of mine. I think that there needs to be some big changes in the game game industry because these kind of things shouldn't be accepted by the consumer. And the biggest problem is people will buy them anyway. So that teaches these 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 brands that oh or these companies that oh it's okay. We can charge a ridiculous amount and we can release unfinished games because people will still buy them. For example, Call of Duty, they release literally the same thing every year. I know probably Call of Duty players and fans would get mad at me for saying that, but that I don't buy it anymore because the thing is you, you get the you get your stats reset. You get all the stuff that you earned over the course of the game, anything you've purchased, it's all reset because you have to buy a new game. It's always sixty dollars. And they're not even trying to innovate. Because with this Black Ops Cold War, they've basically gone a step backwards. So I feel like since people continue... But, th but that was the best-selling game last year, was Call of Duty. So that's why it's like the first and second best-selling was Black Ops and Modern Warfare. So basically, if people stopped buying and supporting these games, then they would stop making bad games. So that's why I personally am not going to be buying... COD games for a while because I feel like they need to change uh, how they're doing their games. But that's sort of the end of that topic. That was just a little mini rant of mine. Um, but moving on, we're going to be going on to talking about Google Stadia. So if you guys don't know, there's been some big news with Stadia and there's a lot of misinformation going around, so I'd like to talk about this. First of all, if you have no idea what Google Stadia is, let me explain it to you. So basically, if you want to play video games, you have a few options. You can play on a console, so you can buy a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox or a PlayStation and you can play games on there. You can play virtual reality games on an Oculus or other VR headset. Or you can buy a gaming computer and you can play games on there. Now, Google Stadia was basically, it was a different solution. So you could play, as advertised, you could play games on any device that you wanted. It didn't need to be a gaming device. It could be an iPad, an iPhone, a TV, or a computer. And the actual game would be running on the Google servers. So basically, back at Google servers, they'd have the game running on there. And all that's happening is they're sending you the image of what's happening. And every time you make a movement or a, you do something in the game, that gets sent to Google servers where it's processed and then the image is sent back to you. So game streaming is a really great idea in theory because you don't need to buy expensive hardware. You can just start playing games on any device, high quality. The only problem with Google Stadia is it had a really bad launch. 
because the, it wasn't, it didn't really work as promised, things were unfinished, it didn't launch on every platform, and also, probably the biggest issue with Google Stadia is not everybody has good enough internet for it, and you need really good internet connection for Google Stadia. And I made a whole video talking about this on my channel also, but the big news with Stadia recently is that they have they have actually shut down their in-house development team. So Google was planning on making their own games for Stadia. They've shut that down. So a lot of people thought that this meant Stadia was being shut down. It's not being shut down. I personally don't think Google is going to shut Stadia down anytime soon. It's possible. Google could do it, but I don't think so. Now, this does show that Google is not as invested in Stadia as they were. The thing is, they there was just a lot of issues with Stadia as a whole, and there still are, but I feel like in its current form, which I talked about in my video, it's actually a worthwhile way to play games if you have a decent internet connection. And I actually think it's a good service. So I will actually, I would recommend Google Stadia to people. I would recommend trying it out, because it is an incredible thing if you can get it to work correctly, which is a big if for a lot of people. But uh, I do like Google Stadia. Um, that being said, I don't know if Google will shut it down or not. They're not currently, but Google is notorious for shutting stuff down. Um, and this is sort of where I was going to talk about the problems I feel like with Google in general. When Google, if you, there's so many websites you can find where it's like a list of Google projects that have been shut down over the years. When something stops making money for Google, even if it dips just a little bit, they just axe it. They immediately get rid of it. They delete it. They they shut it down. And it's a really bad trait for a company to have because it's hard to innovate and it's hard to push things forward if you shut them down as soon as they have any problems. So a lot of people have lost their trust in Google, which I feel like, you know, I 100% understand that. Because they've they've lost credibility when it comes to making new new innovations. There's so many things Google has killed off. I hope they don't kill off Stadia, if anything, just to prove that they're willing to stick with projects. And I feel like Stadia actually has good potential. A launch is important, but I feel like that if they carry it through and they actually show they're devoted to it, it will do well. Now, that being said, recently, the developer for Terraria has canceled launching Terraria, which is a game, on Google Stadia. And they did this because their Google account was randomly banned recently with no explanation. All of them, they were locked out. They have no idea why. And Google hasn't explained, so they were very upset. And I, that's a really big, da that's, a, that's an issue. Also, for Google Stadia, that's a big problem as well, because that means they're going to be losing one of the biggest launches they would have had. So that's not good for Google Stadia. And also, Google seriously needs to step up their game when it comes to actually being good at customer service. They don't respond to things in time. It's all automated. It takes forever to get a response, and it's just very messy. They need to have more humans, actual people reviewing and looking at things and helping people out. It's so frustrating to always deal with these automated messages and robots all the time. Anyway, that, enough about that. Uh, I'm going to move into sort of the last topic we're going to talk about, which is the COVID vaccine. So if you guys know, there's multiple vaccines that are being uh, rolled out uh, across the world. I am extremely excited about this. 
A lot of scientists are saying that the pandemic could be over as soon as this summer. Uh, it could be as late as this fall or as soon as this summer, which is amazing. They think that enough people will be vaccinated that we'll be able to, we'll all be able to return to our normal lives. Also, the other thing, they were worried that vaccines wouldn't be effective against new strains. It's looking like the vaccines will. Not a lot is known about any of this, but I have a lot of hope and a lot of positivity. COVID has been horrible. Uh, it's taken a lot of lives. It's, it's hurt all of our lives. It's hurt a lot of our mental health, I'm sure. And my heart goes out to all the lives that have been lost and all the people that have been touched by this horrible virus. And I just, I feel for all of you. I, I empathize with all of you because we've experienced it and it's horrible. The other thing, this virus should never have become a political thing. Uh, this virus is affecting us all, all as human beings. It's not about what political party you're for or against. COVID affects all of us. So I think that we should all care about each other and wish each other well and do our best to stay safe. Uh, and I am firmly... I firmly believe everybody should wear their mask and socially distance where you can and try to avoid gatherings. If you're unable to avoid gatherings or you get together with some friends, I don't blame people. Um, but I think we just need to do our best about this and everybody stay safe out there. Um, this is coming to an end though. Uh, we can all see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we just got to hold out a little bit longer. Um, I am extremely excited about this though. This is something that it just gives me hope again for the first time in a really long time because things have just been looking really bad with COVID and now I feel like things things are looking better. So that's something really fantastic. I'm extremely excited about this and we will see where it goes. I'm just hoping that it's 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 not too good to be true. I hope that this will actually be over because I think we all need this to be over. And yeah, so I mean, I'm just really glad it's everything seems really hopeful. Um, that's going to sort of wrap up all the topics that I wanted to talk about. Uh, this was sort of a really jumping around all over the place podcast. In the future, I'm planning on doing where I sort of focus or hone in on like one topic. And that's what I spend the majority of my time on. But you guys can let me know, give me some feedback on this if you think I should maybe do just one topic or a few topics. But for this one, I wanted to do a few topics because I feel like there's a few things I could talk about. Uh, and not all the stuff I talk about on this podcast is going to be news. Sometimes I might want to talk about something interesting, and I'll devote a podcast to explaining it or talking about it. We'll see. Uh, I'm open to requests. I'm open to changing things up. But this was my first episode. I think it went really well. You guys let me know what you think. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow this podcast on whatever service it's on. This is going to launch initially on YouTube, and it will be launching on all of the other services soon. You can expect episodes. Uh, I'm shooting for once a week if I'm able to. Uh, it will be once every two weeks if I'm too busy. I will continue releasing my videos on YouTube and uh, the like, so you can check that out. If you look in the description, I'm going to have my link tree, which has all my links, so you can check those out and see all of my other platforms. Uh, but if you did enjoy this podcast, uh, I want I would like to thank you for tuning in. Uh, I have a lot of experience with YouTube, so you're probably going to hear me use some YouTuber jargon instead of podcast jargon. Uh, but I'm going to learn it. You know, I'm going to become a podcaster because this is something I really want to do. 
and I really believe that if you want to do something, you just got to go for it. So uh, I don't think I'll have a lot of viewers, but to the people who do listen to me, this is going to be really fun, and I think this will be a really cool thing to do. So uh, look forward to the next episode, and definitely check me out on all the services that I wind up launching on. Hopefully it's a lot of services I wind up launching on, because that'd be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I will I, I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Uh, I'm not really sure what we'll talk about yet, but we'll see. Uh, let me know what you guys thought. And as always, have a great rest of your day and stay safe out there. Voyager 7, out. <laughs>